If Reality Check Radio enriches your day and life, support us to keep bringing you the content, voices, perspectives, and dose of reality you won't get anywhere else. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate. Brian Tamaki is the leader of Destiny Church. He's also the founder and leader of the Freedom and Rights Coalition. And uh, the Freedom and Rights Coalition are promoting an open mic opportunity for the public to speak for two minutes this Saturday, exercising their right to free speech. We thought we'd find out more. It's always good to catch up with Brian Tamaki. This will be our first chat on the show for 2024. So, Brian Tamaki, welcome back to RCR. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you very much, Paul. Nice to be here. Okay. Um, Here's a question that I was just thinking about um, just as I was talking there. You're a religious person. I'm sure you pray a lot. Um, You follow (laughs) the teachings. You do what you feel is right, like we all do. And you put a big effort in at an election where some could say creeping evil is upon us. And, I mean, how's the Lord working this one, do you think? Well, I found out in life, Paul, that if you don't stand up for what you believe and fight for what you believe, then you're going to get run over. And um, basically, that's all we've all seen now, and this is a global thing, that if we let governments and people who are supposed to be um, looking after their people, by the way, haven't been, then, you know, you've got to take every opportunity you can to voice your opinion or your dissent to something that you don't agree with, and make sure you show up, stand up, and speak up. And um, that's very important now because our free speech as everybody must be aware of now, is under threat, definitely. In the Western democracy, in the Western the Western collapse, as I call it, if we don't regain that, at least fundamentally, the, the free speech freedom to express ourselves and have an opinion or to be able to speak what we believe is what we want to speak, not be fearful or afraid or intimidated or threatened by people who want to try and govern and control all information and that mostly I think. I think New Zealanders felt that they had um, certainly um, voiced, you know, how they see things should be, and that was ejecting the Labour government, the Greens, uh, that that sort of side of it. They were ejected. Um, so how does that make you feel? A little more relaxed? Uh, um, uh, far better. I mean, we all wanted to see the back end of Labour, even though they hung on and somehow put the claws into all sorts of sectors of society still. But, you know, I, I, I still have faith in this coalition. Um, I know I'm not I'm not too happy with some things with National, who, who's um, sort of kept back on their promises, a couple of promises. But um, I still think that we have a problem, though, and it's insidious, it's, um, it's underneath, it's dark, and that's the corruption that is in our parliament and in our politics too, by the way, Paul, and I think someday people in, the, in this country have got to face up to that. I thought and we were the least um, corrupt country in the world, Brian. That's what they kept telling us. So I, so I heard, I saw the latest. Well, you tell me about all the stuff that's going on now, even, say the Christchurch call and we're still employing Jacinda Ardern, the one who destroyed our country. The taxpayers is showing out at least half a million, five hundred thousand dollars. 
to uh, cater to her misinformation, disinformation, or so-called terrorist um, organization, or calling out terrorists. But they're not even doing that job well. But I'll tell you what they are doing well. Jacinda's able to censor free speech under the name of the Christchurch Call, and also to advance and promote the cause of the trans and LGBTQI uh, agenda. So part of the protest that we're rolling on Saturday is that New Zealanders must take back uh, their sovereignty, and that is found mostly in the ability to speak, to say what they're feeling, to speak to what they believe is wrong or right. And if that's taken away, then we've lost everything. So these rolling protests are really important to uphold free speech and mostly to get rid of um, the person that still wants to censor us, and that's Jacinda Ardern. Yeah, why do you and think why do you think Luxon um, engaged yeah. her or or or, or um, kept the engagement going, or even started this engagement going, given that he must yeah. know why people voted a certain way? He's not he's not dumb, is he? Oh. Nothing like the blind leading the blind. Um, <laughs> and Mr. Luxon was, he knew very clearly that um, most New Zealanders wanted to see the back end of Jacinda Ardern in every aspect of our life, society, and politics. But he not only has re- reassigned her again to another year, I understand, but he's um, also placating uh, in a way her about her desire to still control New Zealand and to censor us. And he sounds like to me that he's a bit of a globalist as well, Mr. Luck. And he has still strong ties to the World Economic Forum. He's very chummy with Jacinda. And he's not putting this uh, sexuality and um, relationship curriculum in our schools to bed completely. Yeah, do you think that's possible to do that now? To do what? To get to yeah. eliminate what yeah. you just mentioned there, because yeah. otherwise yeah. he'd be he'd la- launching into it right now, wouldn't he? Well, he's not launching into it because the young Nats are controlling the National Party. And the young Nats are basically controlled by the LGBTQ community. One of their last presidents was a drag queen. So you tell me about what um, that thing. Nicola, so, sorry, did I did I miss something? There? The the last president of the Young Nats was a drag queen. One of the one of the presidents, I think, two presidents ago, was a drag queen oh. by uh, by night. Oh, right. And so, <laughs> do you, do people know that we basically voted when it comes to the trans uh, LGBT or gay agenda? We've voted the again because uh, um, Luxon and uh, Willis. The finance minister is also very pro the trans gay movement. And you saw them all swinging around at the big gay outs. For a month I've got that, by the way. And Chris just won't address it, neither will Nicola. So it's a little bit like, smells like kind of nationals labour and drag. <laughs> like that. Okay. All right. And then also, I think um, one of the other issues that um, you're grumpy about with Luxon, and you're probably not the only one, is um, oh. the what looks like obstruction on, you know, treaty principles, maybe a referendum on the treaty issues surrounding the treaty anyway. And um, again, he must perceive somewhere that there's a downside if he's too open or supportive of this. 
Yeah, well, you can blame his mentor, Mr. China, John Key, for that. Ah. But what, we, what, what you got here, and that's the other part of why the protests are going to the Wellington Stairs to um, uh, ask them to terminate her position in the Christchurch call, um, that's a second face to the public of New Zealand that we are paying her now again. Well, we're paying her again after getting rid of her. The second thing I believe that Luxon's made a mistake in is that he has um, taken a big step toward destroying or finally killing off our democracy. Now, when the referendum was put forward by ACT, that was a fair, that's a fair democratic um, process to happen. And he made the mistake by stepping up and saying that we've decided, or I've decided, that I will not give the public a, um, a part or any place to be able to be involved in one of the most important debates probably in this country, and that's a race one. And that's where does the Treaty of Waitangi fit in today's democratic uh, system. So if you deny the public that, you know, that's a form of control that uh, reminds us all of Labour. And so Chris has made a very important mistake, or a fatal mistake, by saying that he's not going to allow the process of democracy and for free speech to take place for what I think is very important, the Treaty of Waitangi and its principles, and our discussion regarding how can we, as Māori and European, live together in harmony and be involved in making our future prosperous instead of being hung up on our history. Just by the way you sound talking there, would it be fair to say that you perceive, and you wouldn't be the only one because I've heard people say this, that, um, that issues of race... Uh, are the very serious ones we could be facing in this country. I mean, if we're at each other, that, that's as bad as it gets, isn't it? Yes, it is. And it's um, been caused, of course, by the Labour Party um, sometime back when they divided our country by race, not just by the other topics we've been through. But, you know, Paul, we've got to learn to live together. And I think we've got to unburden uh, our generations coming who have been shouldered with the grievance industry as far as young Māori goes, about shouldering the grievance industry or the grievances and the burden of our ancestors and our past, and that is very uh, dangerous and it basically ties them up, makes them dependent and makes them angry. And then, as some are doing, heating it up, and that's the the Pati Māori, militarising, Māori to actually see that our brothers and sisters, Pākehā, all, all European, are all one family, and that we cannot make New Zealand successful for the future if we are divided. So we must find a positive way for Māori and non-Māori, or anybody else, European, Pākehā, whatever your choice is, we have to live together for the sake of our children and for the sake of our country. All right, so um, the um, nationwide rolling protests, um, what, March 2nd, they start. Uh, so whereabouts and um, where can people, if they want to be part of it, where can they go? This Saturday at the Auckland Domain, for all of those in the central North Island up to the top of the north, for you to attend uh, Wellington, that's in the square, and then Christchurch, that'll be held also in Trafalgar Square. So, not Trafalgar, yes it is. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So those are the three uh, rolling malls are doing that. 
so that we can stir people up in New Zealand, not to let the mistake happen as we did before and not show up. Um, we need to stand up, show up and speak up. And I'm asking the public to bring their families and say, you can have a say. We invite you. That's what it's about. Freedom of speech. So you have a chance on the mic uh, on a great platform. That's Kiwi standing up for Kiwis and doing it the best they know. Speaking up. Brian Tamaki, thanks for coming back on RCR again. The first time on this show for 2024. Won't be the last, I'm sure. Thanks for giving us a few minutes this morning. Thank you, Paul. Bye-bye. If Reality Check Radio enriches your day in life, support us to keep bringing you the content, voices, perspectives, and the dose of reality you won't get anywhere else. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate.